Hi, my name is Marissa Klein. I'm the founder of Choice Fashion and Media and co-host of the career inspiration podcast, The Dreamcatchers. And I am Jamie Stozer, the other co-host of The Dreamcatchers and the VP of Fashion and Media at Choice Associates. Up next is a special edition of The Dreamcatchers. We've curated our favorite dreamers and doers for an inspirational conversation. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Welcome back to How It Works at Bell Works. We are just joking. It is like literally a perfect 10 out. So if at any point during our conversation, I just like turn around and put my face in the sun, don't be don't be uh, don't be uh, surprised. Anyway, welcome to the Art of Leisure conversation this morning. I'm Jamie Stozer. For those of you that don't know me, one half of the Dreamcatchers, we will be moderating this awesome panel this morning. My sister, Marissa. Morning, everybody. I'm covered in SPF in, the, in case anyone was worried. Yeah, it's um, really nice out here today. It's gorgeous. It's funny. I had this conversation with my kids this morning. They like don't understand this time of year. They're like, so I have to wear a sweatshirt or a jacket now, but by like 1030, I'm drenched. Like, So I finally got them to agree to shorts with a sweatshirt. I'm like, that's a good compromise. That's, that's a boy mom thing. That's a boy mom thing. Sorry. Um, so welcome to our guests this morning. We are going to have you all introduce yourselves uh, individually in a moment. But again, I, I mentioned it already. Today's theme is the art of leisure. Um, leisure, Paula, leisure. Leisure? Leisure. I say leisure. Leisure. Feel free to take Leisure makes tomato, me feel tomato. fancy. Yeah. So um, for those of you watching Emily in Paris, I feel like everything I want to say right now is, is in an accent. Leisure. Leisure. Um, so thank you to Ming uh, from A Shared Universe for being here doing our sound today and Brooke and Paula from NPZ Design and their team. Um, we came up with this idea or they came up with this idea, actually, NPZ, um, to do a conversation about leisure um, and how we are spending our time right now, whether here at Bell Works and or in the surrounding communities. So we'd love each of you to just introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us who you are what your business is, and then we can, you know, kind of unpack how you got to where you are and a little bit about how you're, you know, finding leisure, leisure during these times. So go ahead. You can start. Hello. My name is Peter Myers. I'm co-owner of Swing Loose Indoor Golf, indoor golf facility here at the wonderful Bellworks building. Uh, My partner, James Fiore, and I started the business March 4th. Got shut down. March 4th. Took I happen to break. know that's... So my birthday is March 9th, so I know that was like right before, like literally yeah. the second before this all happened. Absolutely. So it was um, it was a tough start. Yep. We took a nice uh, three-month break and continued to be hopeful that things would turn around, and they have. Reopened in early July. And our facility is available for all golfers of all levels, from beginners to uh, highly skilled players. It's a place to practice to have fun. We have a, a lounge in back so you could have small corporate events or little parties. And uh, you could also play any number of uh, courses that are replicas of real courses. We have over 80 now. That's so cool. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, of course, a dad would love that. I know. Oh my God. It's real golf meets virtual golf where you hit real golf balls using real golf clubs into a movie screen and there's a radar and a computer system that then shows what the ball would have done in real life. I love it. It's fun. Well, that is that is leisure, if I've that ever is. heard about it. Uh, well, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Sean, you go ahead. Thank you, ladies, and thank you for having me here today. Uh, it's nice to see everybody again, and, you know, obviously, it's any chance you have an opportunity to interact and have some social time with people is... Uh, 
it's important these days. And, you know, I'm Sean Donio. I manage our co-working, our collab facilities here at Bell Works. Uh, collab, just so you guys know, it's a shared office space that has everything from uh, dedicated workstations to private offices. We offer everything from full-time to part-time plans. Uh, and also now, one of the exciting things that we're really working on is not just our collab here in uh in Bellworks Homedale, but also in Chicagoland as well. So, you know, we're kind of Chicago uh, listeners. This, this is a good spot. Uh, Chicago. Well, I am a fan of deep dish pizza. So, yeah, you know, I mean, who's it, not a just, fan can't of deep compare dish pizza? It. As, as I always say, I went to school in Michigan. Go blow there. There it is. <laughs> um, every every episode um, that you can't compare it. Like, I feel like people go to Chicago and try deep dish pizza and they're like, this isn't pizza. And I'm like, if you're from New York and I'm like, it's not the same thing. Like, that's the whole point. My, you know, that first time you're like, this is more like a quiche situation, but it is really good. But you have to you have to appreciate it for what it is. But continue. Sorry. It's right. Very- I mean, listen, in the end, you know, we have great pizza here in New Jersey, but you have a whole different experience in Chicagoland. So it's perfect. Wherever you're at at Colab, there's a pizza type for you. So there you go. Look at that. Nice plug. See, perfect. exactly. But, uh, you know, uh, Excited to be here um, and uh, looking forward to our discussion today. Fabulous. I'm looking forward Welcome to you sharing Sean. some of your 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 leisure secrets, <laughs> Sean. Yeah, Sean's here for a little bit of a different reason, although we wanted to bring him onto the panel today because I think co-working and co-living you know, um, living right now when it comes to work is so timely and it allows us to have that balance between work and leisure. Um, and obviously at a, at a place like Bellworks where you can kind of have both, um, you might, you know, go swing a few clubs and hit a few balls in the middle of the day. Cause you can, um, because here's your office. Well, it, um, it does help that we have a, uh, bike loop around the campus here. That's a mile and a half. See, that's awesome. And you could do that while you're in the middle of your day, as I'm sure you do, Sean, as, uh, as you are as a runner. I've, as I've had to do a few times in between networking events or uh, As you're training for a race, I'm guessing. <laughs> How long is the mile around? It's a mile and So a half? the outer loop of the Bellworks bike path is a mile and a half. And then there's also a connection into the backside of Homedale Park that has a lot of great running trails. And also connects into the main side of Homedale Park. So uh, that's interesting. Now, go ahead. the method to your madness would be that you would need to know how to get around the loops. <laughs> Unlike like when myself. this morning when the, I was trying well, to get into the one way to the parking lot, ninety yeah. percent of the time. See, the key for me is how fast can I do the loops before I have to get back to my next meeting? Right. That's right. true. That's a that's, that's a really we, that's good where goal. we divide. But I respect I respect the move. <laughs> so we also have somebody from outside of Bellworks, but a Monmouth County OG. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me, Jamie and Marissa. This is a ama- oh, gorgeous day. Amazing spot. Um, I'm Lara Robbie of Lara Robbie Photography. Uh, my business is about 21 years old. Um, started in Brooklyn and the city. And about four years ago, I moved it to Monmouth County, where I currently live. Um, I, I brand companies. I conceptualize with them. I photograph families, kids, newborns in a very lifestyle, natural way, kind of creating and curating a experience. A little leisurely way, if you will. Yeah. And just creating a space that people can, you know, create, I create amazing memories for people and it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to provide that service. And I feel like it's equally fulfilling for me as it is for the family. So. Well, we're happy to have you here today. And also just a small, important tidbit. Didn't you grow up in Monmouth County? I did. I grew up in Marlboro. See? Um, 
It's just like and to share that I am loyalty. 20 plus years later. Back in your back. roots. Back to your roots. Yeah, Monmouth fit. County is a strong place that attracts people back here and or to here that are not from here originally. Are you from here originally? No. No. <laughs> but you moved here. Do you live here? So I'm in East Brunswick at the moment. Okay. I was going to say, do you even live here? Your business is here. Yes. But obviously you saw something in this area to have opened your business here. Well, which we will the get area there. is fantastic. We, uh, we've often gone down to Manasquan for summer vacations and LBI and whatnot. Sure. Um, so we love this area. And when you found, uh, when we came across Bell Works, um, the building is phenomenal. The landscaping is phenomenal. And, uh, the future of Bellworks is still phenomenal, right? I mean, it's taken a little hit with the uh, COVID, as all small businesses have done uh, across America, but uh, it'll come back. Totally. It will uh, come back. And on paper, you get the best of both worlds here because you have, Bellworks spends a lot of time cultivating the relationship with the community outside of their building. And then also you have all of the people that um, work here indirectly right. or directly whether it's through Sean's team or all of the different businesses that are here. And so I think, these, I think these it was a wise choice. I agree. No one and, could have foreseen a pandemic though. And in these conversations, yeah. I have to say these conversations, not this is a shameless plug for all of us, but I think this is a really important way to insert before we kind of talk about how you got to where you are, um, is that so many people, I'd say one out of every three conversations I still have about going to Bellworks, people say, is that open to the public? Like what goes on there? And I think this is a great opportunity to be to be like, yes, we are open to the public. There's so much fun stuff to do here. People text me on a regular basis like, you know, if I go to Bellworks with my kids today, what, what can I do there? I'm like, you could have Jersey Freeze and you could have, you know, Corbo and Sons like or you could have Corbo and Sons and then Jersey Freeze. Um, and then you can escape the room. Freeze. You, you can, can swing some clubs. Yeah, there's so many cool you things. You can hang out in the back and have a picnic. You can virtual reality. Sit back here. You, you can do a bike loop that's a mile shop. and a half long. Yeah, you gathering can go shops. shopping. There's so much stuff to, to do here. And I think that that's something that, um, you know, we'll get into as we as we talk. But and I think they just installed. A, I'm going to this is going to be good. Ready? An arbit arbitorium. Oh, God. Right. Is that the word? With trees are inside? Michigan people? <laughs> Michigan people? Um, I think it's the arb, if you will, which is the best way to say it. Just an so, arb. Anyways, they installed trees, which I came in wanting to see because I know Ming took footage of it, um, the installation. And I believe that, was that so there cool. are full-blown trees, like an entire community of trees on one side of the building inside. Well, both we were sides. talking about oh, both sides. On, on both sides, actually. It's interesting. Both I, sides. I can't it's wait phenomenal. to see. I came in through the through the middle today. But yeah. um, we had a, a podcast episode a few weeks ago with an interior designer. And she was talking to us about the benefits of having live plants, like indoors, and what it does for, like, the circulation of air. So Paula and I were talking about this the last time I saw her here that they were going to be doing this installation. So another benefit of Bellworks, super clean, amazing, recycled air that's happening in there because of the fresh plants. So um, we could sit here all day and just talk about the benefits of Bellworks, which is why we're here. But I would love to hear from each of you our favorite question, which is how we usually start our conversations. You know, our the name of our podcast and our business is The Dreamcatchers because we love to talk to people about why they do what they do, what their dreams were, if they're currently living those dreams, how they're if they're not in their day jobs, how they're doing that outside of their day jobs. So we'd love to start with what did you want to be when you grew up? What was your first memory of, of your dream job, of what it is that you wanted to be? My first memory is watching NFL football with my father, and I wanted to be Lynn Swan or Marcus Allen. Mm -hmm. um, I just, in the 70s, late 70s and early 80s is when I was introduced to football. 
and loved it. And uh, I tried playing. <laughs> Wasn't that good, but uh, loved being uh, a fan of uh, the NFL. Still am. They're just amazing athletes. And that's what I wanted to do. So I you are you are clearly not an NFL player. Didn't work out so for me. So tell us quickly, just a quick snapshot of how you got from wanting to be on the you know in the NFL to owning a right. golf business in this beautiful building here. So uh, being conservative... I got an accounting degree from Villanova University. Go Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's up. There's a lot of Villanova in Monmouth County. Yeah, that we can't, know. Can't escape us. <laughs> um, so got a job at, uh, in an accounting firm, one of the big four accounting firms, Ernst & Young. Uh, you were an auditor at the beginning? I was an auditor, got the CPA credential, yep. thought that uh, that would be a safe path, and it worked out to be a wonderful uh, career. 25 years, commuting to Manhattan was not fun, but... Uh, I was lucky and fortunate to be involved with great companies. Um, ultimately, though, always wanted to do something on my own mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately passed up for a promotion and said, I've got to change my life. You know, I'm just not happy. And maybe the pa being passed up was a huge sign. Right. You got to do what you uh, listen to the universe, as exactly. we say. I mean, I remember being at work doodling, you know, yeah. of someone swinging a golf club. Huh. Anyway. Well, uh, I mean, were you, you a play golfer? Golf? I, so I didn't get involved with golf until after college. Uh, with friends and colleagues from work, we'd go out and, and wreck the course, you know, just awful. Yeah. Um, but love <laughs> being outside. And uh, there's an elegance to the game of golf. There's the integrity element to golf, the honesty factor. Um, and when you watch the professionals, it's, uh, it's probably, I think, one of the most difficult games to master. It's really... Uh, body control we call swing loose indoor golf swing loose because you you have to be loose in order to get the club head speed to these high levels like the pros do they're swinging the golf club 125 miles an hour i can barely break 90 right but you could still have a great time for the rest of your life playing golf um it's a good so, game to know too networking game absolutely. Say. Yeah, absolutely my son is learning actually as we speak and um my my dad keeps saying to him like this is a good game to know like what down the line to be able to take clients out or schmooze with people like knowing how to golf is a good skill right a life skill it absolutely is and it's a it's a it's a constant challenge because it's such a difficult uh game to master um and it's all sequencing your body so um one of the benefits that we have here is uh watching your golf swing with the video analysis which is great but back to what your question is 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 how did i get involved and take the risk um a big part of it was uh support from my family mm -hmm. taking uh away uh an income if you will mm -hmm. from uh new to york chase a dream corporate rat race to chase a dream and i was very fortunate to get my partner involved who uh we've talked about opening golf courses for years that was well out of our reach so uh we said listen the technology is amazing today let's let's take the risk and and do this um he still works at his full-time job uh after covid we couldn't afford to pay anyone so right now it's he and i uh working long hours he's working two jobs his day job and then here and i'm working um the rest of the time and uh we see the light at the end of the tunnel people are enjoying what we've created uh and we um we hope that the COVID situation comes to a, a resolution sooner than later 
as you were talking about the building, the building, just entering the building of Bellworks, they take your temperature, they have the fresh trees, so they have the filtration system. So for people worried about um, the COVID situation, just entering the building the, um, is a sign of what, how much money and effort they've put into trying to protect people. Mm -hmm. And you then feel, in our you venue, feel their you, feel the, you, you feel, feel their very you safe do. as soon as you walk in. And, yeah. and admittedly, admittedly, and I, I'll say this in front of any, anyone, I've been highly anxious this entire time. It's just my nature. And the minute I got here, I was like, huh, thank you for understanding what I needed. Yeah. Um, you know, there's signs on the doors that say these. I know and Pala and her team the, made these circles the, on the yeah, floors, the tables, even the tables. It, it just just having that reminder not only made me feel um, safe to return, but also comfortable to bring my family and wanting to come time and time again. Yeah. Um, right. And wanting to take advantage of the vendors like you who are here, the retailers that are here, because if. If the building is being that safe, it also means the tenants are the tenants are being that safe. Yep. Um, and I really think that safety and the feeling of security it goes a long way right now. In when retail. you're trying to be, yeah. when you're fine, especially if you're trying to find leisure activities, right? So we're all looking for like safe, fun things to do right now. I think we're finding that, especially while it's still nice out. You know, we're fortunate enough to live close to the ocean. There's obviously a, a million amazing parks in the area. But like, what else can you do, especially if you have kids, even if you don't, where can you go? What can you do that's safe and that's fun, right? right. There's not a lot of options, especially as the as the weather starts to turn. I think Bellworks is an awesome place. And to also the kids. The for kids you, to you're offering a, a summer, spring, fall sport all year round. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And uh, what are your hours, by the way? So pre-COVID, I opened at six for people that came to work here every day. They could play before work. I love that. Yeah. Wow. And we'd be open till 10. Now we're open uh, 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. On the weekends, we stay open till midnight. That's Sean, awesome. did you did you get him a cot here? Is that what you did? <laughs> yeah, Sean, tell no, us a little we, bit about we, how we you we got share, it. We yeah. share the same room where everybody has to sleep when you stay here late. Oh, right, right. <laughs> got it. Yeah. COVID, what, COVID safe. COVID safe <laughs> room. COVID safe room. It's, uh, Bunks. it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of time away from the families. However, never been happier right it's you're happy that's what matters you caught exactly. your dream as we say exactly. dream, catch that dream not just chase it um exactly. i love it well welcome and thank you for being here and sharing that story obviously we're gonna t dig a little deeper into a little bit of um what you're doing specifically in your business to stay safe would love to hear from you sean if you don't mind um i'm guessing your dream was not to run a co-working <laughs> space but we do find i should insert here we always say this but we do find that people's dream tends to relate in some way to what they caught in the end right so here's somebody perfect example you wanted to be a professional athlete you are not a professional athlete but you are working in sports which yep. is kind of awesome to share to our audience of if you really want to dumb it down you yeah, honor you want the truth truly like all like nuts and bolts of the whole thing there's usually something in the dream that ends up being in your life somehow, even if it's as a hobby or like as a leisure activity. Um, but it so is true. definitely related, which I love. Go, go ahead, Sean. I'm guessing running CoLab was not your dream job, but I'm guessing you're finding that the dream in the job now. So when I was younger, I guess it's funny. I wanted to be a professional athlete, but I wanted to be a professional hockey player. Now, Got it. unfortunately, God did not really bless me with, <laughs> I think, the school, the, the tool set needed to be a professional hockey player, but I still wanted to be an athlete. And I tried football. I tried baseball. I tried just about every sport you could. And it turns out that I'm really not good at 
anything that requires any kind runner. of hand-eye coordination. There it is. What happened was actually um, I had a coach approach me at the tail end of middle school and he said, you know, you're really fast. Have you ever thought about track and field? I didn't even know what track and field was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I didn't really think there was a sport that was you just run. So their first mistake, though, was they tried to put me in the hurdles and they realized, oh, you don't have any coordination. So uh, quickly they said, you know, hurdles got in your way. And then they quickly (laughs) said, you know, just go run with the distance team and we'll figure out a spot for you. And uh, they threw me in the mile for like my first meet in high school. And it turns out I was not terrible, but they saw a lot of promise in me. And that kind of gave me the motivation to keep pushing and keep kind of driving and being really persistent. Because when I started on the track team in high school, I was actually the worst one. By my senior year, I was one of the better, best, at least distance runner, and I could hold my own against some of the best in the county. Um, And that was just persistence. And that was just, you know, keep driving and keep pushing forward. Uh, It wasn't that I was maybe the most talented, but I just had probably the most stubborn mentality that I'm going to work at this every day and make it, you know, make my situation better. And I feel it's like interesting the track and I ran track too. track is a, is a team sport, but it is mm-hmm. a very individual sport. You need to be self-motivated to Absolutely. continue to push to be better. It's very difficult when you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and it's pouring rain and it's cold out and you don't want to do it. Y- you, you don't want to do, do it, anyway. but you find a reason to, um, you know, I ended up going to college uh, at Ryder University. Are you from Monmouth County originally? And I'm from Monmouth County. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a Jersey guy. I, I like yep. New Jersey because of what it has to offer because I think it does offer the full package. I think that you have the shore. You could go skiing in New Jersey if you want to. You can go to beautiful farms. There are trails, parks, incredible. You can be in the city on the Hoboken waterfront. And then you have you know facilities now like Bell Works that are you know bringing that urban environment even closer to where you live and there's a lot of that that you're starting to see all over um so to me i always felt like this was like the area where i wanted to live mm-hmm. uh, but you know for me it was just about you know kind of being persistent and just you know figuring out my path so like i went to Ryder university i actually kind of walked on technically got recruited by the coach because i emailed him and just said i know you're building a program can I be part of it? I want to take a chance with a, you know, a coach who is going to take a program that had not been doing well for almost a decade. And he said, I'm going to reinvent this and make this something incredible. Do you want to be a part of it? And I said, I'm in, you know, I I have nothing to lose because all I can give you is that I'm going to work really hard for you as much as I can. And during my four years at Ryder, I did cross country track and field. We won two conference championships. That was huge. We hadn't ever won uh, Mac championships there before. So that was an amazing experience. Uh, it was also a great team experience, too, because it wasn't just about, you know, I was doing everything I can, but the people that we had in that group were just incredible. So that environment was just almost uh, infectious. It was just like, you got to be part of like this. Something. This Being is something part that's of a, special. I'm seeing a, I'm, 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 I'm thinking about what you're saying and I'm seeing how it translates to here, by the way. Correct. Being part of a really Correct. awesome kind of. I, I also think from that, the ground that up. it is difficult for somebody that and, and I don't want to say difficult because I don't want it is a challenge for someone that has been a um, successful college athlete to then discover what it is that they're going to do professionally. So you need that. That takes a little bit of time. It's hard for anybody to figure out what they're going to do professionally. But when you had such a uh, like a thing, you had a definition where a lot of people don't have definition at that age. 
usually then you need to figure out how to put that definition into your life, which is extremely befuddling for many. And it was extremely difficult. So post 2013, when I graduated, I thought I had this plan of I want to go out there and be a publicist, a journalist. And I went out there and I ended up getting a few different jobs. And I, I realized quickly, though, that something was off. It just the fit wasn't really, you know, that persistence that I had just wasn't there. The fire wasn't there. I had also stopped running because after three, after four years of division one athletics, the body's a little bit Mm -hmm. broken. So I had taken almost a year off from running and I was in this funk and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I was actually put on about 30, 40 pounds. What? I actually, I know. I believe it or not, it was the. It, it, it had to have been the donuts on your side. There is a picture somewhere floating around where I was about almost 180. I need, I need, I need believe a 30 it or not. pound heavier picture uh, of John. Well, but, well, see, the thing is, when you start, <laughs> when you keep drinking beer and eating like you're a Division one athlete and you're not doing the work, it right, starts right, to right. have an effect. But I'm sitting there one night and I'm like, I need something like a spark. So I signed up for the Philadelphia Marathon. Never run a marathon before in my life. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't even know how to train for a marathon because it's actually a very different type of training than like what you're doing in like college, really. And I go for my first run the next day. I think I made it about to the end of the block before I thought I was having a heart attack. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I may have made a mistake here, but I was like, I'm not giving up. Fast forward six months. It took me, you know, a long time just to get the weight off and start to feel like good again. I ran my first marathon, Philadelphia. I think I ran like 234 for the marathon. I mean, I finished this thing. I've never felt so completely exhausted in my life. I couldn't even walk. I got past the finish line. I had to crawl to basically find my friends, my family. But that's how I feel every day right now. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's a nice that's analogy to life. Anyway, I'm sorry. But, sorry, but, Sean. But, but I digress. As, it's not about me. As soon as I recover, they said, so what do you think? And I said, I think I'm signing up for my next marathon. Oh, it's addictive. So right? it was just that. How many have you run now? I've done seven so far. My my best ever, I've done uh, the Boston Marathon. I ran 225. And my best finish ever was uh, in 2018. I finished 28th overall in the Boston Marathon. Wow. Wow. 28th overall? Like overall. Uh, that, that's a, that's probably a story for another day, but the short of it was it was 40 degrees, pouring rain, 40 mile an hour headwind. It was probably some of the worst conditions in the history of the Boston Marathon. And you and you know how to manage that because of your Jersey training? Honestly, well, yes. New Jersey's <laughs> uh, climate is really good to train in for a spring marathon because it's usually cold and wet. But it was just, honestly... I had no plan that day. I was going to just run with my friends. We were hoping for a top 500 finish. And I just looked at them on the starting line. I said, this is the Boston Marathon, and I have to take a chance. And they kind of looked at me, and they said, go for it. And I, and I said, I'm just going to see what happens. And if I, I die, I die. I mean, I mean, <laughs> when I say die, I mean, like, if I just fall back to you guys, I fall back. I took a chance, and I had no idea where I even finished and placed until almost an hour after the race. I was in the... Uh, the medical tent at the end because they were treating hundreds of people for hypothermia and they said do you know where you placed and I said I'm not sure and they looked at my number and they they looked up the results and they said congratulations like top 30 finish that's awesome and I'm like I'm thinking my age category I'm like okay that's amazing I didn't realize they meant overall um but it kind of just it was just motivating to you know say listen that's why sometimes you take big chances and you have to be bold and, you know, it was the same thing when I came to Bell Works and started working here. I met Ralph Zucker and I took a tour of this building. It was before they had really started putting a lot of the improvements into the offices. And I saw the vision. And, you know, I, I remember the job that I had at the time and everything like that. And I said, I got to take a chance here. What were you doing before? 
So I was doing, again, I was kind of doing like the marketing PR and I was kind of doing it part-time. I was actually also coaching a little bit at a, a high school at the time too. So I was kind of doing a little bit of everything, trying to figure out what is my path going to be. And walking through here, it just, it's kind of like that same You saw the I finish had. line. Look at that. Right? He saw, wanted to be part of a program that was going to be built up. I like And you exactly. wanted to be part of the beginning. Which is like what you did at Ryder, which Correct. I love that. Really cool analogy. And often people don't necessarily, when we're interviewing them, make the correlation. And we, as we're talking to you, I'm seeing all these like really awesome analogies to your whole upbringing and what you did at Ryder is what you've done for Bellworks. And, um, you know, this is a, ma a marathon, you know, what you're doing here and now what you're doing in Chicago. So it's really awesome what you've, what you've done for the space. And so you started here like how long ago now? So I think I took my first tour of the building in 2000, late 2014, started working here in 2015. And, uh, it's just been, you know, it, it really is a marathon type of grind, right? It wasn't like, we're going to sprint for six months and everything's going to be ready and open. It's taken a few years. We really figured out the process as we go. We've made calculated adjustments, which I, I always attribute back to marathon training. It's the same kind of thing where you have to make adjustments. And sometimes you're you're building the airplane while you fly it, which yep. I think is an analogy a lot of people have been using lately where like we've all been trying to figure things out, especially yep. with COVID. Listen, it. it it threw us curveballs, but we sat down and we weren't panicking. We said, okay, we have to sit down and figure out a plan for everything that we're going to do. Because the first thing, at least I know, is when somebody walks into this building, I want them to feel comfortable. Yeah. Before we even get into space and what's here, I talk a lot about you know what we changed uh, with COVID now. So that way people can understand, like, I want you to feel comfortable while we're going through the store. So that way we can focus on getting to know each other and then figuring out, you know, what do you need and what can I offer you? So that's something I always feel like I kind of preface the conversation with. Um, I love it. Yeah. Wow. And you're you wearing what? donut socks. I am wearing donut socks donut because socks. I have such a thing for donuts. I, I love them. Listen, if you run that much, Had you can known, eat a lot we of donuts. Brought some. They have good Next donuts time. in the uh, Bell Market, by the way. I saw them on the... Excellent. Oh, I saw them on the beach yesterday. Yeah. They're, they're so ridiculous. nice. The you, is this your season? Like, are you a pumpkin donut person? Like an apple cider donut so, person? It is officially apple cider donut season. And that yeah. starts really, I kind of say like September 1st is really the beginning so you go, of the season. You go early and you go hard. You go early, go hard. But we are in peak <laughs> season right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, That's yeah. true. My kids have had plenty. We I, went to Delicious Orchards and they went, they plowed through those. Delish. Last but not least, Lara, I know you have a fascinating story. Uh, so as, as far as I can remember, you know, living, growing up in a house, my dad was a professional artist. Art was a big part of the house. Music. I was taken to Joyce Theater as an early child. I was like mesmerized by dance just and and music and how that can transform you and how, how that makes you feel. So as a, as a young kid, I always thought I would want to be a dancer, you know, always in my room dancing to music with my friends, feeling very comfortable and dancing. Um, same girl, same just oh i mean it as we know it transports you you it know does. It, it, everything else just melts away i'm stuck in the so, 80s so no <laughs> 80s on eight so no way I, I, I just knew that art would be kind of my path uh i feel like i never fit, fit a mold but i knew that i was creative and i wanted to do something creative so um fast forward a little bit i went to university of massachusetts at amherst i uh, got a bfa in photography 
I uh, was actually a printmaking major. Very, you know, I love the tactile. Like went to school for what you do, which is a really rare thing. I love that. How did you know you wanted to major in photography? Well, I was a printmaker major. Like, and yeah. then I took intro to photography. I had my dad's old Nicomat. It was like 25 pounds. Yeah. I just want to learn how to take a good picture. And that was it. It was. And for those of us of a certain age, that meant you took a class where you also had to develop your negatives in a dark room, correct? Yes. Digital was not even a word. So because I took that class in college and it was one I of did my too. favorite classes I, I did ever too. took. And I think what I don't want to say what I miss, but the, the the beauty and the art of photography, you had a roll of 36. You didn't take 75 captures of somebody's pizza slice. You, you really thought about your image, your composition. Then you had to develop. You had to go in the dark room and wait and then once it developed, then you make a print. It was a whole process. And right. The printing itself was actually as important, if not more, than the capturing of the image. And you really had to be methodical and really think about it. And I, I loved it. And having a very, it was a very fine art path. Just really, I just loved the process. And just that alone time in the darkroom, hours and hours and hours, just... And having a product, you know, we shoot so much... Did you much listen to music while you were in the darkroom? Usually, yeah. Um, I feel like now we all just take a zillion photos and they're in cyberspace. Like, what do we do with them <laughs> there? Then it was there was always a product and that product you had a crit and you moved forward with that. It was it was a constant process. So, you know, right after school, I, I moved to New York because I was like, that's what you do. Um, I hustled. I had a major drive. I worked for really prestigious people wanting to learn everything. Pretty much had my a new more schooling kind of. Yes, I had this mm -hmm. BFA, I had this background, but I, my schooling was New York. My schooling was working under people, working super hard. I think um, that's a good message, not to interrupt you, that we often tell our younger candidates where sometimes those first few jobs is like grad school. Like, just go into it like a student. Like, I mean, I you think my first need to jobs, learn everything. I was in a dark room loading four by fives, eight hours a day in a dark room for my photographer. Maybe they didn't even know my name. Maybe, you know. But that's how you learned. Then you I... You were in publications, correct? So I was working for photographers who were photographing major ad campaigns, magazines, branding. Slowly, I became their first assistant. Then I was doing their books. I was printing their... Uh, I was dealing with clients. So I learned the business. And then it was time. It was just... In my business, you're either shooting or you're assisting. So you have to make the, the leap... And I, you know, created on my free time, I would rent studios, create a body of work. I would, in the subway, with my big case, make meetings, have appointments, hustle. And then I made the leap and started working for major publications and created a name for myself. And um, up until four years ago, moved here and kind of left that behind. I was ready to move on. Uh, during that time, I always uh, branded small companies, mostly women, which is been amazing. Um, always really tapped into my fine art background and created works with families. I really miss that one on one art piece, just yep. creating art. You know, the magazine world was fulfilling, but it was a lot of layers of corporate and having to fit into what they wanted. Um, so when I moved here four years ago, I closed that door and I've kind of here Although you, you, you metaphorically closed that door, but I, I do see, yes, you're not going in and, and working for the magazines of the world and doing a tablescape 
for a, a print issue the way you were when you were younger. Not to say that you wouldn't do that, but it wasn't your your focus anymore. Right. And I think I've taken everything I've learned when I, you know, rebrand companies here. You know, we have meetings. I help conceptualize. I really want it's not about just picking up my camera and photographing. It's about getting to know them and really um, I think the operative being word, their visual voice. Yes, I, I was gonna say the operative word is And visual. I feel like all twenty years of New York has brought me here to really help companies or a family, you know, creating a sacred space and a, um, you know, instead of just providing a service, provide an experience. Because, you know, I feel like my work speaks for itself, but it's also me. I want people to want to be around me and it's comfortable and it's easy and it's fun. And, um, you know, New York is kind of a well-oiled machine. I still go back for my clients every season because it's, I've shot newborns and now I'm shooting them off to college and that that experience is so fulfilling and you know emails and letters and I see the kids and they give me a hug and tell me about their soccer game it's it's I have extended family everywhere and it's such a blessing and a gift that I can work for myself and raise a family and it's it's really a dream it's it really, it's nice to reflect. It's the art of right? leisure. It is the art yeah. of leisure. Look it's a me. professional experience where you took a hobby <laughs> and you were able to create a business around it. And, and I think it's really fulfill. inspirational. I mean, listen, this is one of the reasons we have these conversations, not just, of course, to show the world what amazing things Bellworks has to offer, but to inspire someone. Somebody might listen to your story, Lara, and be like, totally. Or like, your story is so everyone's story. It's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm working in this corporate business, like whatever it is. And, you know, I just feel that it's important to remind our audience that you can take a risk, that it's okay, that if you fall, you can get back up. Those types of messages, which are really powerful messages that we've all done. Having run a staffing business for almost 17 years, I think we've reached a milestone. One of the lemonade glasses that COVID has gifted us is that I don't think I, I think it will be much more normal now to take that risk to be like you know what I'm not going to do that anymore I don't want to we're like and I'm not taking it away from you because yeah. when you did that change, you're like you 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 really made change. it you made it a little bit um trendy you did it before right. it was trendy but I feel and like or we took space at Bellworks before it was cool to like no like have a cool office close to home right and I think I think that that's something that all of you like you know Lara's story of leaving the city behind and and doing something for herself or Sean's story of creating space for people to come work that isn't the office in New York City or somebody like you is so powerful and what the moment that we're all living in right now. And also Sean's actual piece is allowing people that are more or small business to have space to call their own without it being an office, an office. office. Yes. And also in a place where you can go swing a golf club at lunch or run around the outside of the building versus driving to, you know, in fact, I hate to say it this way, but it's the truth. I'll say it. I I won't make you say it. I don't want to go to work in an industrial park. I just don't. Like if I was going to move to the suburbs and find office space for Marissa and I to work in and our team, I was like, what, what are my options here? Like, am I going to, I felt like I was going to be in the office, right? Where I was like, 
Industrial Park sounds great. Like bring Dun- my lunch oh, every day. Dunder Mifflin. I think yeah, yeah, Dunder, yeah, Dunder Mifflin. Mifflin. Yeah. That's what I mean. You go down that road. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was going to be my options when I moved here. I didn't realize, obviously, that we were going to have a place with like a soul bar. And yeah, like, like action. Like I mean, this, this is unbelievable. I am I so know. inspired just sitting here. Right. I mean, I want to come and have a meeting and and sit and edit because oh, the light and the nature. Is and, this your first time here, Lara? No, I've been here. You've been here. Okay, but it's it's really. You guys, you've done a remarkable job. It's and I, I think it's just about people are looking for that culture to plug into. It's not just yep. about space, right? I think we're trying to create that vibe. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key. And I, I think, you know, when you speak to a lot of people on our team, we're in that sort of like creating culture business, right? We want to create an atmosphere that people feel comfortable in, that people feel inspired in. That is really, you know, it's not just about the physical. It's about when you walk in, there's that. There's a feeling. That yeah. Feeling. There's a vibe. Exactly. Energy, if you will. Absolutely. It's funny, the, you know, where the young it. ones will say, level up. Yeah. And you know what's interesting is that, did I do that right, Brooke? Yeah. Yeah. Brooke. <laughs> Brooke's our young and we, we can ask her her opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and I think that it is so important. You know, branding obviously is very important to all of us in different ways, right? You know, Marissa and I are very into branding and helping other brands and making, creating an identity for themselves through staffing, right? Through figuring out who to hire. And obviously that's Lara's whole background and that's what you're doing for your business now. And that's what you majored in. And there's so much about what's happening here. That's so it's on brand, right? So, um, you know, I always bring it back to the analogy of the, um, what do you call it? The, the cologne smell when you'd walk into Abercrombie, which to, to date us, but that's, you know, the way it feels when you walk in or smells is so important to your brand experience. So Bellworks has just made this, I don't know, emotion. It's not a smell necessarily, but about walking in here. So speaking, going back a little bit to Bellworks and just the community, the overarching Homedale, Monmouth County community, would love to hear from you a little bit about, because of COVID, obviously we've touched on this, how you've pivoted. Obviously you opened your business right before. So would love to hear a little bit about how you've had to shift what you're doing to stay safe, you know, in your business now, um, because I think our listeners are interested to hear kind of how businesses are shifting, what you're doing to pivot. So talk us to uh, to us a little bit about what you've done to keep it safe, to stay, you know, to network with other, you know, have you been talking to other people that are doing what you're doing? You staying connected. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So from the COVID safety standpoint. Um, we've made some changes. Uh, there's 15 minutes between tea times now or, or session times, uh, allowing us to disinfect and wipe down the counters um, and the chairs, the mouse on the computer. Um, and uh, we have the um, spacing recommendations to keep everyone six feet away. Um, we have one of those UV lights that we run at nighttime. Uh, we have uh, air purifier. Um, so we're trying the best we can to uh, make sure the environment's safe and, mm-hmm. and, and accommodating for everyone. Masks are required. Uh, does everyone continue to wear the mask? That's, that's the toughest thing. No one wants to wear the mask while they're playing golf. Um, so we strongly recommend it. Um, if folks want to take it off, if they're alone, sometimes we'll allow that. But it's, uh, it's taken care of we hope with the uv lighting and the air purifier and um doing the best you can doing the best we can and you're in private rooms no so the rooms are interesting they're only our the ceiling is a 12 foot high ceiling what we did is we created eight foot high uh partitions 
So it's not like you're opening a door and going into your own room. You're in your cubicle, kind of. You're You're, in your golf cubicle. Yeah, we call it a golf bay, right? So the air filtration. So like as if you're at a driving range. It's very similar to a driving range. I call it a driving range on steroids because (laughs) you have so much more ammunition to help your game. As I mentioned earlier, there's video of your swing and the way you feel your body moving as you're doing a golf swing versus what you see are two totally different things. Our, totally. We're blessed to have a wonderful instructor. His name is Ken Lewis. He's a, he's a cancer survivor. Um, he, his phrase is feel is not real because the way you feel your body moving and what you think you're doing as you're swinging a golf club is not what, what's happening. So having the ability to hit a driving range while seeing video of your swing from behind you, from straight on. Like when I took a public speaking course and I and they filmed you. And right. you're like, wait, I'm like playing what with I, my sweater yeah. the entire time. Why I'm is talking. my leg doing that? You're like, what <laughs> am I doing? Yeah, same kind of thing. Like same you don't thing. know what you're doing until you watch right. it back. So not only do you have the video analysis, you have um, 28 data points with every golf swing that's tracked by club so you can really hone in on how far you're hitting it the spin rate i love it the angle of attack the the science and technology behind it is is also so appealing to me personally um and i think people enjoy it too the the people that want to really improve it's a great option is this a franchise or privately owned swing this is our first location it's privately owned there are others that do this um in, in, throughout the United States, it's it's a relatively new thing. Concept, yeah. Uh, but the simulators have been around 10, 15 years. I love but it. They've gotten better and better. And so, uh, who is your ideal? Like the ideal person is someone that's obviously every person is an ideal customer, correct? So, right, which makes marketing up, a big challenge. Yeah, because you're like, I want to market thinking, to like everyone. Yeah. For for one, for leisure, like something fun for a family to do or right. to come in and do, and then. Also, somebody that maybe wants to practice regularly, like a re- improving their game, Absolutely. or like on a rainy day, or Got all it. the things. Absolutely. So, as I and mentioned you can earlier, take lessons or he. Yeah, we have this um, Ken Lewis who's here two days a week right now, and we're hopeful to get him here more often. Um, and uh, you could take lessons with him, and then based on what he's uh, instructed you to do, you could practice uh, indoors. And this is going to be our busy season, right in the winter. Yeah. Right now, uh, folks want to be outside. I mean, look at this weather, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a perfect golf day. But, you know, one of the well, best. There's a little wind. A little windy. A little windy. It's a little windy. And yeah. the cool thing is when you play our simulated golf, you could set the wind conditions in on, oh, your, cool. on your virtual golf course, which is neat. So you can train. Yeah. Sean, this is a good idea for you. I don't know how you would do that. That's like real treadmill like training. running towards something. It's like a exactly. treadmill. Exactly. We just put a treadmill in one of the bays right now and just have me running on it. Yeah, you should. Congratulations on a top 30. That's ridiculous. I know. It's so insane, right? I can't even conceptualize it. It took took a few months. Once I thawed out after about a month, I I took it in. You (laughs) took it in. You're like, wait, I like did that. That's impressive stuff. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, What about you, Sean? A little bit about, uh, you know, how obviously you guys are staying safe here, which we see with our eyes when we're here. Um, And just kind of how you're having these conversations with... Um, prospective tenants. I'm sure you're getting inundated right now. People like wanting to go back to work, not realizing they can come here and work. Tell us a little bit about all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, you know, the exciting thing about what we were doing, we had broken ground on 25,000 square feet of brand new co-working space here in late January. Right. And then... Oh, that's right. I keep seeing it all over your story. Right. So we're, we're opening that November 1st right now. And, you know, when COVID hit, 
we were thinking about a lot of different things with Colab. We had already been thinking about more private spaces, about spacing people out a little bit more. And then when this happened, we had to really start making decisions quickly because we were in the process of ordering furniture and we were already actively framing out our new office, not only sure. here, but also in Chicago. Right, so I there was, was just going to ask, where are you? And I don't mean to interrupt. I sure. want to just kind of also be able to do this for the Chicago brand. Mm -hmm. Where are you in the process in Chicago? Chicago is only really, we're talking weeks behind where we are here. Got so, it. you know, the furniture has just been set up in Chicagoland, but we actually made changes to our furniture to make it more flexible and to space things out even further than what we had anticipated pre-COVID. So it was kind of like taking an analysis of, okay, what do we think the workplace is going to look like in six months? Because it's going to look a little bit different than it did. It was actually on the Today Show this morning. I didn't get to really? catch it, but we'll have to find it after this. But um, in the third hour of today, as I was leaving the house, I heard it like teased that there was going to be a conversation about what office space looks like now. And that when you return to your office, you know, all these companies, that's what they have to do now is figure out. You it's know, not the, really a bad thing if you think about it. No, I but mean, it's just it's funny an because in health and wellness, overarchingly, because now we've been exposed to way more right. information as but to the, what you could do. But the trend right before this was the open floor plan. In fact, when my husband was still working at Nickelodeon as a vice president, he was put, put into a cube because the only people that li like lived in an office, and I say lived, worked in an office, um, were SVPs and up. So everyone was together out in like an open bullpen. floor plan. And now they have to figure out ways to put them back into cubes and put up glass between them. And it's just it's like he's like and he doesn't work there anymore. But he's like, ha, like now you got to figure this out again. <laughs> so we had actually been going the other way. We were still having open space, but more dedicated private workstations, sure. more private offices. Especially because people planned. are here to work alone, like essentially. People want to have a private space to focus and get work done and have a place to lock up things, but they still want to tap into that shared environment, and that it's shared the community energy part. So it was about us designing a space to find that balance. Sure. So our new floor plans in both locations really do reflect that where you have small team rooms that can have two to three employees, but it's still enclosed and it still feels like your little piece of the world. But then right outside of your door and it's all glass so that on the front, so that way you can see out into that community, you can feed off of what's happening out there. So, you know, the things that we changed with COVID, it was spacing out the workstations. We are limiting our capacity for at least the next several months until things get better. So that way, again, people will be more spaced out. They won't feel like they're on top of somebody else. We want them to feel safe. Masks obviously are required when you're moving around in the office. Once you're at your workstation or in your office, you have that option to then take it off. Uh, we've even accommodated some people that were hesitant. And we found them more private space within the co-working space. So that way they felt comfortable. And basically, it's just checking in with people. It's a lot of communicating and just asking them, what are you comfortable with? How's it with? going? Yeah, yeah. And then do we need to make your what plan about more the flexible? Shared, what about the shared things like um, the printer? Or the water, like is that being sanitized? Like how is that being? How is that so being? That's handled? talking with our cleaning team and doing yeah. extra sanitizing, having sanitizing stations out throughout the space. Yep. Hand wipes, hand sanitizers, uh, spacing things out, having uh, flows throughout the space. So you saw our signage around the building, extending sure. that into the co-working, so that way people aren't necessarily going past each other when they don't have to. Uh, and even something as simple as the way that we're going to be accepting payments, being able to go online and just pay online in advance before you even get to the space. So if you're doing like a daily drop in, 
we're going to have that ability now to just book it in advance and you'll be able to get right into the space and oh, it just eliminates awesome. a touch point. That's great. Sure. We even eliminated a few doors in our space because of the way that our hallways are laid out. We had doors that we were able to eliminate. It's just something you don't have to touch again. So it's just little things even just to, again, make people feel comfortable. We want them to feel that this is a safe environment. So again, it's just sort of leading with that in the conversation. Yeah. So I'm just going to take that one step further for all of us that I think is really um, important to share or say or showcase. You're talking about it from a business perspective where you're saying, you know, I want people to feel comfortable. I want them to feel like they can figure out how to use their needs here or honor their business here. And I'm going to say career. We we just um, honored, uh, I think it was Mental Wellness Day, mm-hmm. Mental Health Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie and I are very active in donating to raising money and donating to, I think it's Monmouth County um, Mental Health Association. Mental Health Association of Monmouth County is the actual acronym. Career and mental health are two things that have been severely intertwined for many, many years. For a while now, but now more than ever. You know, now more importantly, especially now, um, and and, and, and in light ways and in deep ways, right? But in in this moment, I want to say, by the way, what you're doing is actually the steps of healing that for people to get back to normalcy, they need to feel comfortable. Right. So what you're providing at a business level is amazing. But what I'm hearing is that's actually part of the healing process for people to be able to get back to routines or redefine a routine because we're never going to go back to the people that we were before. It's impossible. So we need to be. And anyway, anyone that can actually figure out how to be the person they were before is either (laughs) a superhero or crazy. Right. So you're creating a healing environment. That's what you're doing. And also it's, you know, one of the reasons people were coming to co-working in the first place was to tap into that community and they want to have that social interaction. So obviously social interaction has been changed by everything that's going on. And how do we do it in a safe environment where, again, people are going to feel comfortable, right? right? So it's us making sure that we're doing everything on our end and then sort of setting that table so that way those social interactions can happen in a responsible, safe manner. Um, and that is an interesting yeah. point of view for the definition of the word leisure. Because when you are working, there should be some joys. Absolutely. And it's also about work-life balance. You know, the thing I always prided myself on, and I, that's how I still run marathons, is work-life balance. And by, you know, what working... That, yeah, what does that even look like nowadays? It's so interesting. And it's going to But evolve. you're giving people the tool right. here for being able to do it. We, our spaces are open 24-7. And the reason being, some people are working at 2 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because that's when they're most productive. Everybody's a little bit different. The The typical 9 to 5 work life, which was already pretty much changing before COVID, it's only been accelerated now by sure. everything that's happening. I think what you're going to see is there's going to be a hybrid as the new normal. And I think spaces like Colab at least give you the benefit of having that professional environment when you need it and you can plug into it and then you can check out and then you could go run on the bike path or you can go to the coffee shop or go grab a drink at the soul bar and hang out and relax and be with your family and you get more of that time back at the end of your day to really enjoy the the simple things in life and the things that really matter most to you whether it's a passion whether it's being with your family or loved ones that is the key to I think getting through this really in the end is going to be making sure that you have that balance so that way, you know, and you're going to be happy. And it is interesting that work-life balance, by the way, used to be applicable or defined in a totally different way. We were looking for ways to do our jobs in a way where we could be a little bit more alive. Now, work-life balance could be redefined from a different perspective where it's like, I'm so hungry 
and thirsty to get to Bellworks to have a quote-unquote regular Normal. day. Yeah, like I was so excited to come house. here this morning because I was like, it feels regular. It feels awesome yeah, and like alive I get and up. you're with I others. Get out. And, yeah. and, it's, and, it's but tough. I know I can be home in 15 minutes if I yes. need to be to go get my kids, or which is the best, literally the best of both worlds. So, Lara, tell us a little bit about... I mean, you offer a lot of things locally. Um, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. I know you did an incredible thing for our local community where you were. I've, I know we've discussed this before. I will say this for you. One of Lara's superpowers is that she has the ability to freeze time, right? And although this has been a very ironic time to want to freeze, it actually has been an incredible time to want to re- freeze and reflect. You did something awesome that we saw a lot of buzz about locally and then other photographers had done different versions where you captured moments this summer for families. Um, You also do a lot of active work locally for organizations like our school PTA. And then also you're still servicing all your clients. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us why now's a really great time to spend the day with your family and and Lara. (laughs) Take a picture. Capture it. I think we can all say that, you know, this has changed us. You know, this has shifted maybe our priorities, where we're at, how we want to go forward, how, who, how, who we want to spend our time with, how we want to spend our time. And, and life has gone on. There's, you know, the most beautiful interactions I've had this summer were backyard weddings that I've photographed. I mean, the most intimate because these things should still happen and they were a people found ways and they still want to document it. And the people that needed to be there were. And babies were being born and they needed to be photographed. And gender reveals had to happen. I had, and we set up the Zoom and I was taking pictures of mom and dad so they can enjoy that. I mean, life has happened and people want to capture these amazing special moments that are happening regardless of the pandemic. And I, you know, things and I have to be respectful, but I, I'm very respectful of people's time and their flexibility because if things need to be moved or shifted, that's priority. I want people to feel safe. I want people to feel that this is a great experience. And just, you know, I think people have realized that now more than ever, documenting their family or moments are so valuable. They, they shout, they've showered that day. They put yeah. on makeup yes. and an outfit. <laughs> their phone is in their bag. They're not at work. They're together. And it's then up to me to tap in. And I'm, I'm, I love just tapping in and finding that energy and moving that energy and creating the space that people can be themselves and then they're comfortable and then they're photographed and that's your best self when you are yourself and I just I'm honored that I can create these spaces in a safe way luckily my business is mostly outside when it's nice we've you know summer was very good very busy you know we'll see how winter goes but it's a safe place to work I think I found you some really awesome backdrops here Lara Lara loves a nice, light, nice scene with good light, and I have a yeah. feeling this is. And nice. I love the this urban. Is ironically, the not the a urban. good day to take pictures, right? No, no. it's a we don't too, too sunny for Lara. Lara yeah. likes it when it's a little gray. I've taken enough family pictures with her well, to know. To, yeah, no one likes a harsh light. shadow on your. You face, don't need a lot of shadow, as we've learned. Um, and I think what's awesome about what you've done, as Marissa just mentioned, is is freezing that time, right? So I remember, you know, it's funny, Lara tends to think I'm more beautiful than I think I am. And, most, <laughs> and and she is like that with everyone. She's like, you look gorgeous. Like, I'm like, book a time with Lara so just you can get like a little bit of like an ego stroke because she really is seeing things that we don't see in ourselves. And this is a time where people need that. We need to surround ourselves with people who bring us joy, 
who allow us to do something a little different and fun, allow us to go to work in a different way, see ourselves in a different way. Um, because what else do we got? Right. So I think so, just bring the leisure element, you know, this is a leisure activity. Yes. This is an activity where it should only be pleasant. You should only be laughing. You should see, I'm going to make your kids laugh in their natural way. And you're oh, going to watch makes that. The kids laugh. And it's I so hope good. that brings you joy because yes. seeing your kids happy and themselves is, be- I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than just being happy in yourself. I mean, and then being able to capture it. And then those pictures 10 years down the road, I mean, they give more valuable every year. So I think you know, it's an amazing thing. My current profile picture, not right this moment because it's for Breast Cancer Awareness Week uh, month, is me and my sister and my mom from our streaking event that we do every year. Shameless plug. You could check that out on our social media. But my current profile picture on my Facebook profile is a Lara Robbie photo, which is me and my family, my husband and two boys, on a bike ride past her house, and she got an awesome photo of us. I'm in gym clothes, no makeup, like hadn't showered, had worked out, and it's one of my favorite pictures of us that I can remember. And I also have, obviously, the professional photos from Lara where we're all dolled up, um, but the one from this summer of us just casual, like being I remember that day. It was a gorgeous day. Leisurely. Speaking of leisure. Yeah. Just took our bikes past Lauer's house. I'm like, are you home? Can you take a picture of us fast? Best picture that we've taken. I think that that was because it was a different point of view. Right. So leisure or leisure is defined the same, but also a little bit different right now. So we still want to be happy. We still want to find joy. We still want to do things. We still want to insert hobbies and and moments into our life. And that's the whole point of moving and going forward. Pandemic is not going away. So we need to be able to live in a safe, comfortable, inspired way. And the program that she ran was they were they were taking pictures of regular stuff. And, you know, usually when you do a family photo shoot, it's, you know, oh, my God, what navy am I going to wear? Of course, you know, in my house, it's like what cheetah or leopard because I'm as jersey as it gets. Right. So or metallic. But most as people are wearing it currently. Yeah. By the way. I, well, yeah, I am. And my zebra, I don't even know. Um, cheetah. I would categorize so, that as cheetah. Anyways. Which I love, by the way. Thank you. Every time. Thank you. <laughs> and on a daily basis. I mean, I can't help it. Um, with, with that said, they were they were capturing moments that were like the regular moments and and, and in all fairness, that's not something that a photographer builds their business on. It might be how you define yourself. But when we buy a photography session, it's normally for a non-traditional moment, right? Yep. So I really, really enjoyed that. And I think it's a, a tribute to this time where we're looking at things through a, forgive me for this, a different lens. Yep. Because love I love a cliche. Thank you. Sorry. Double, Double triple, triple entendre. entendre. And I, I turn to my friend here. I want to ask two questions actually about um, Sean and Swing Golf for a sec. So something I want to ask you, and I'm I'm we're putting I'm putting you on the spot, and we're live. Have you given any thought to offering? And if it's on your website, forgive me if I haven't caught it. Kids lessons. By the way, people ask for that all the time all on, on the, the time. recommendation site in Monmouth County. Absolutely. So I mentioned Ken Lewis. Yes. He specializes in teaching children. And there's an, um, a girl who is uh, a senior in high school right now, I believe. He started with her at age eight, and she competes in world amateur tournaments. I'll have to tell my eight-year-old. Yeah, he he's a uh, golfer all of a We're sudden. blessed to have found him. And, uh, That's awesome. He's uh, a wonderful instructor for children and adults. I just think that that is probably a really great 
unexpected pipeline of people that I see all the time asking for, where can my child learn how to play golf? Right. Um, It was on this week. Yeah, I just saw it all the time. Somebody I just posted. and you know I will tag you in that. How yes, that? and and it's or, also or, a safe way to do it in like maybe a small I pod. Love to, I love to tag Absolutely. Lara when people are asking for a photographer. I always appreciate. And that. now, Sean, not to put you on the spot, but is there a running club that perhaps you've started here at Bellworks, and or is that a good idea that I just chefed up? It's an excellent idea. I'm actually part of a Garden State Track Club, and I we think you actually need a chapter here. They, they, they definitely need a chapter here. Um, we've actually done a few informal time trials during COVID around the bike path here, actually. We've gotten small groups together, stayed socially distant. We actually did, like, essentially, quote-unquote, virtual race, but just with, like, some of our peers that we knew were all kind of quarantining together. So yeah. just to kind of keep that sense of normal going. Yeah. But. I think that uh, a running club. I think club there's some room. Always, there's our some girlfriends, room for actually, you there. two of always. our friends, actually, Sarah and Katie. Sarah's husband actually works here, Christian. They started a, a group, and it's called This Mile. Little shout out to my girls. Um, I'll have to send them over here. I know they do a lot of training over. Um, they just started like a running group. But they should do some laps around the Bellworks lot, and Sean can join them because I think that's a fun. You know, I have always idea. felt that there are two kinds of people in this world: the people that run naturally, and the people that running is pain. I tend to find myself in the second category. Um, I won't belabor you with the details, but I've got a lot of details. We could take them offline. But I think running is really, really... um, If you can get to the spot, it's mind-numbing. Meaning, not numbing, where you're able to go, you're able to clean your mind, and or you're able to think through something that you've been really working on when you're running, which I do know are two things that even me with all of my old lady pains will do when I do run. And now granted, I, I think I've run more than shout out to miles. Peloton's app for helping yeah. me get to a place where That's I actually true. like to run. Um, um, I don't think I've run more than three and a half miles in like forever in life. So um, when do you do that? Like, are you, are you doing it here? Are you, so are you training now? So I am training now. Actually I am running the socially distant Seagirt 5K on Saturday morning. Oh my God, oh, great. Wonderful. Yes, it's like one of the only road races that they're putting on. You have to show up at a certain time and just run the course, but I'm actually very excited because this is, again, That's smart they're, evolving, they're, they're evolving to the new normal. And I actually just ran my first race in 2020, two weeks ago. I had to get COVID tested and everything, but I will tell you something. I ran a 5K on the track and for 15 minutes, the world was normal. Yeah. Because for those 15 minutes, I was just thinking about competing. And it was amazing. And I'm hoping to have that same experience on That's Saturday. Awesome. So what do they do? So it's in Seagirt. Mm-hmm. And it's socially distant, which means you'll go. So they give you they a. They stagger your start time. They stagger something? your start time. So I have an assigned start time. And mm-hmm. there's other people that will start. But you have to still. You can't. There's like the no drafting rule, which I think is like similar to. You just to, have to speed ahead of them, basically. You basically so just have, have to speed ahead of them. Exactly. You just have to beat them so that you're socially distant. <laughs> but I'll say that, you know, most of my training in the morning, to answer your question, I, I wake up at 536 in the morning and I go for a run in the morning uh it's usually you know when i have the most free time to you know get in 10 12 miles go do a workout totally track. totally but, yeah just but, like fit in those 10 but miles. i'm also thinking while i'm and I, i'm glad you brought it up because i do a lot of like critical thinking while i'm doing that yep. so it's i don't really listen to i don't have music or anything like that i'm oh, just you're one of there. those runners that i am one of those that's what runners. i'm saying when i see people running without headphones in the rain music. In the, what? Are well, but in the rain, then it's all like wet and it gets yeah. nasty. I, but I need the music. The, the thing is, 
it's, you know, I'm just thinking through what is my day going to look like? What kind of meetings do I have? What kind of tasks do I want to accomplish today? So by the time I do get into the office, I already feel like, all right, I've already accomplished something. I'm ready to go. Uh, and then it's there med- are it's moving meditation for you. It really is. And then sometimes I'll run that, see, in the when, afternoon. When we say it like that, I can hear it. Right. Moving meditation. Yeah, but when I, I see can hear people like you running without headphones. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I, like, I need to like fully engage. Speaking of moving to the music, Lara, I haven't like, I, run I with have headphones. Have some beats. I hear you. Since like 2007 was the last time I ran with That's, headphones. Sean, I can't. To, to be fair, I respect the move because I can't wear pods. I would lose them. Yeah. So mine come right out. And it, that's really annoying. That is. Plus then the sunglass thing and all the little things that, you know, when you're not a natural runner, little things really throw you off. But I think what we can say is is finding a way to move. I do know that for all of us, moving your body, not to sound like a, you know, a third grade class, but moving your body in a time of now is more important than ever just to get out, take a walk. I mean, some, some days, a whole day will go by and I'm like, wait, did I do anything today? I have no idea. You know, I mean, when you have this backdrop, I mean, why wouldn't you want to take that walk? Totally agree. And, and when the the pandemic really, you know, when the shutdown started, one of the constants I know I personally had was I would wake up every morning at the same time and go for a run. Right. Because, you know, everything was thrown off for at least a few weeks where everything was so uncertain. That was your only constant. That was kind of a rock and a guiding point. And then I would still, you know, I'd start my day and I would get into work and I'd answer emails and I'd be making phone calls. But it kind of helped keep me going. And then obviously things kept evolving and you know, now, thank God, you know, we're in a better place than we were six months ago. But, you know, that was really a guiding point for me. And it was, you know, one of the things that I really, you know, sometimes you take that for granted, like just waking up and going for a run. That was like, you know, it's something that I'm passionate about that. Thank God I was able to continue doing it. Perception yeah, and different lens. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at that. Different lens. Well, I think you heard it here first. Yeah. We're so- going to introduce you to these girls. And the next thing you know, there's going to be a collab and or Mile co- collaboration yes. happened, um, happened on the podcast here it is all right so to wrap up today i have a couple of questions to wrap one is that i'd like to ask we always ask our guests um either it doesn't have to be both but if you have both great we know what lara's superpower is she freezes time we believe that anyone in any profession whether it's running a indoor golf um, simulator or, you know, the collab or a photographer, that everyone has a superpower that you bring to the world that maybe no one else does. I'd love to hear if you think you have one. I think everyone has one. And or what your mantra is, right? So if you wake up every morning and you go out there and you run 10 miles like the rest of us could only dream of doing, you know, um, or nightmare of doing, um, if that's a word, um, as a verb, is that, you know, do you have a mantra and do you have a superpower? Because I, I really believe, Marissa and I both believe very strongly that if you don't say it often to yourself, that you should say it today and impart it on our audience. Um, but do you have one, a mantra, a superpower, either one or both? You know, we have a, a saying, uh, swing loose, swing, swing loose. often. Yeah, love it. You know? I had uh, a feeling you were going to say swing loose. Yeah, it's um, you got to relax. You got to let the... Uh, the, the nightmare that we're living through um, not impact your life as yep. much as you can and uh, do what you want to do all the time you know in the context of our place it's yeah the more you practice the more you play on our simulator the better you get we believe that um, so our superpower is helping people enjoy themselves it's a uh, 
we, we touched on music. There's always music playing. Um, again, I'm stuck in the 80s, so people get mad that I keep playing the 80s hits. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll also play music people want to hear, you know. Um, and that's, it's a, it's a relaxing leisure experience. The experience that we think we've created is very enjoyable and relaxing and uh, can take you away from the reality we're all living in a little bit. I think that's a pretty awesome superpower right now. I agree. Can we BYO there? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I just wanted to make sure so we... I can it listen to, to 80s be... music and BYO. Not Sign during the kids' lessons. Mings in. Mings in. It's He's a excited. very uh, popular option. I might yeah. start taking up golf. And... I know, right? It sounds right. What about you, Sean? You have a superpower or mantra or both? So I'd say the mantra is persistence and drive. Um, you know, you're going to get faced with obstacles and problems and you have to overcome them. That's just going to be a daily part of life. It's about being persistent and it's about just driving through them and finding that solution. And I would say if I had a superpower, I would say problem solver. I have a lot of people that come in the door and they say, I have a problem. I'm trying to do X. I'm trying to do Y. I don't think you're going to be able to help me. And it's about sitting with them, understanding and then painting the narrative. Here's what we can do. And here's how we get creative and we find a solution. I think if I, if again, if I thought I had a superpower, it would be getting creative to problem solve. Mm-hmm. I love with it. With donuts. With donuts. Donuts. With a make side of donuts. Better. Yeah. What about you, Lara? Besides freezing time. I mean, I think in order to freeze time successfully, um, you need to, you know, I need to stay focused. I need to, I'm very driven. I need to, for me, connecting, finding the magic, finding the inspiration and, and, and sharing that and creating that. And, um, you know, if there are problems, you know, there, every, every shoot has to be the best shoot I've ever done. Right. Mm -hmm. Every, every, every family is as important as the last, you know? So just kind of really just tapping in and finding that and giving that. And it's a, it's a, it's a collaborative, you know, they give, I give. Collabbing. Get it? It's, um, I'm so good at this. I think you like, I think you also um, connect to when we talk about magic a lot. Stay I, in your magic is one of the things I love to post about. Yeah. And I believe and that's in it. What you and capture. it's out there. And magic. kids see it. I see, I, when I photograph these children, I mean, the kids see magic like I've never, they, they, they are magic. There's something about photographing kids, Larry. You just got me. Because I was thinking about yesterday, I saw a picture of my son. I actually posted it on my, um, my personal story. But it was, they learned yesterday how to catch a bubble which to me is magical. And of course, I, I said to him, he's four, how did you catch the bubble? And he's like, as long as your hands are soapy, the bubble stays in your hand. And I'm like, really? You know, <laughs> like we're having like a real conversation about this. So there's a picture of him catching a bubble. He's wearing his mask. I could get emotional thinking about it, holding a bubble. I'm like, is there anything more beautiful than that? And what we're going through right now, like just hold the bubble. And like, you're wearing your mask, but you know what? You caught the bubble. Like, that's a, an amazing skill that you have, Lara, of, like, capturing the magic and figuring out and finding the joy, which is so hard for people right now. And if you are able to do that through a photo, you know, through a golf swing, through finding a, a desk at a place that just makes you feel a little less nightmarish right now, I mean, that's, that's what the goals are, I think, I think right we now. all three of us take people out of there every day. Yes. Whether they're working at home and they're not now that you've created this amazing space that people can thrive and you've created this amazing experience. And, you know, I'm trying to get people out of their homes and out of their heads and their spaces and creating we're doing an the experience. Same thing, just trying to help people I see the really light. providing 
an yeah. amazing service for people. And, and there's thousands of us. They're all over. Light workers, as we call them. Um, and as our last question, we always like to wrap with, we typically ask a fun question at the end of our conversations with people. For a long time, it was about travel, which is an LOL moment now, um, about where you'd want to go if you could, which, of course, all of us at this point, like I jokingly am like Target alone, like anywhere. <laughs> um, so we won't ask you that. But we'd love to ask you, especially when we're here at Bellworks, we like to ask you, you know, if, if there's any business outside of your own, of course, company, brand, that you're crushing on right now, that you think is just doing something awesome. Right now, obviously, we are crushing on you, which is why you're here. Um, but I'd love to hear from you if there's a brand, a local business, a restaurant, like something that you have called upon, you know, for yourself, for your own sanity throughout all of this. And somebody you'd like to just shout out out there that, you know, our listeners might not know about, might know about anything out there that you've been really inspired by lately. And you're talking about focused on in Bellworks, folks in, in Bellworks, yeah. Yeah, locally. Yeah, so the um, the Mezzaluna and uh, restaurant is amazing. So good. So good. The um, Corbo and Sons and Bell Market is amazing. Um, they have the, the, the pizzas, but they also have these gourmet meals. Like last night I got the chicken and um, sausage and, and potatoes. It's awesome. Um, did and you then, save me summer? No. Yeah, where okay. is it now? Because I'm starting at you. No, <laughs> I did not. So uh, there's also the other two um, play venues, if you will. Yeah. Uh, the virtual Oasis VRX. If you're into virtual reality, their virtual reality headsets and what they've created is uh, another great experience for the families to um, bond over. And uh, the escape room. Yeah, we had them on the and podcast and the... Um in the on our panel last month it was awesome yeah they're what they're doing is so cool in there too the escape room yeah the escape room is phenomenal i'd never done it before we did it um with my family i have four children and uh we killed each other but, <laughs> four uh, children jesus it was awesome <laughs> Good I for mean, you. They've, they've they've really done an excellent job in there yeah it's awesome i took a tour of their uh space after our panel last month and it's incredible speaking of space in here because it's just huge and amazing they have all these awesome nooks and um, if they haven't already, I think they're about to launch like a um, rescue Santa for the holidays. Yeah. So um, really cool stuff that they're doing in there. For, it's a one stop shop for activities yep. here. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Indoor, outdoor, plan a whole day. It really is a great option for a family getaway. All right, Sean, this is pressure because you can't call out anybody because they all are going to be like Sean said me. Um, you don't have to say inside Bellworks, but any brands or companies, even just brands, you know, obviously so, the sunglasses that you're wearing are cool and they stay on because you when you run. Well, the gooders are great because, gooders. like I said, I break my sunglasses all the time and these are comfortable, awesome, and they're like 25 bucks. So I just replace them like every month because you I lose them, break, bre them. I break right. them so often. But I want to give a shout out to all the restaurants, all the small independent restaurants out there right now. Um, I'm inspired by the grit that I've seen mm -hmm. and I want to thank them because I've had so many great dining experiences over the last few months now and they create a little bit of normal and all this craziness and for the you know for that hour and a half two hours it's so nice to like take my fiance out and she was so scared when everything was happening and to take her somewhere in public where she actually can feel comfortable and I see her relax mm -hmm. to me that's huge. Yeah. It's it's more than just serving me food. It's serving me a slice of normal. And I really want to shout out to all the restaurants in Bellworks, outside of Bellworks, for everything that you do. It is so much appreciated. I agree. 
I agree. Little, little, uh, little. Did I know that Sean was off the market? Yeah, <laughs> Sean's off the market. Oh my Sorry. goodness! Are you planning your wedding now, or like what's happening with that? Still planning Still a wedding. Still planning a wedding. Amazing. We're, we're, I know a good photographer. June, yeah, wonderful. June twelfth next year. Fingers That's crossed. The... Fingers crossed. Good for you. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. As you should, because these things, life is happening. Life is still happening. Life is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go a little different. You know, I'm a pu- I, I mostly vegetarian. I love Sunday morning, getting up before my busy work day and driving to the farmer's market in Red Bank, oh, supporting every one of those local farmers, the breads, the cheeses, the pickles, the baked goods. And, you know, we got to support these local businesses that are starting new. 29. 29 hands. Delicious. Girl, we if love I don't her. get there, you know, nine o'clock, it's done. I mean, her stuff is incredible, and it's, and it's so. I'm a big fan of supporting any farm stand, farmer, bread maker, just getting just up early. To live their dream. Yep. Also, you know, um, they have a, an awesome uh, uh, farmers and, market here uh, that came back. Right, I'm craving a seed to sprout salad. Yeah, actually. yeah I actually want that right now. Um, your your Bell Market Fresh Market the, the came Bell back. Bell Fresh Market. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Best pickles ever. Oh my gosh, those pickles! I think it might be the same pickle people. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, but the, you know, these markets, these people are just trying to, you know, and it's hard because a lot of those experiences, those opportunities for people to shop from those vendors were taken away during those first few months. So to be able to go and support these small businesses is so, so important. We love to shine light on those businesses. So thank you for saying that. Um, is there anything that we that you wanted to say at all during this conversation that didn't come up naturally? We wanted to give you the opportunity to plug or say, it sounds like maybe we got to everything that you guys wanted to say. Anything that we should have asked and didn't? What about our raffle? I'm going to say that, Marissa. Oh, excuse me. I'm just kidding. Anything you guys wanted to say? One other last service we offer is club fitting for those that are looking for new golf clubs. Ah, we have an awesome. uh, arrangement with Callaway Golf Company, which is another great company. Um, so you can get your new clubs uh, right here at Bell Works. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you guys for being here. Um, I did put it on the Facebook. If you saw me looking down, it was all work, obviously. Um, No play here. But no, I was putting it on our Facebook that we are raffling today. Um, For anybody who comments in our comment section on the Bellworks or Dreamcatchers Facebook live feed, um, you don't have to say anything specific. You can say in, hi, we love you. That was the best conversation I've I'll ever take heard. A we love you. Yeah, I'll take whatever. Um, if you comment, like and comment. Actually, let's make it fun. Like the feed and comment on the post. You will be entered to win um, a prize from each of these amazing panelists. So an hour at Swing Loose, um, a discount off of a service with Lara, a discount off of space with. Sean. Um, so thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to Ming and his team at uh, Shared Universe, to NPZ Design, and our friends at Bellworks for having us. We love, love being here. Uh, we've lucked out with the weather now two months in a row for how it works. So fingers crossed we can continue doing this outside. We have these heat lamps, so I will be here I'll be here as long so, as they have me. As long as they'll have me. So thank you for being here today, thank everybody. Thank you for, having us. for listening. And we'll see Thank you next you. month. Thank you for everything. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.